So we continue our Tuesday night uh, series on exploring Amuna. This evening we're going to learn a piece, of course, on Parshas Kedeshim. Uh, and it's a very, very important Ramban. You can't learn Parshas Kedeshim without learning this first Ramban in the Parsha. It's one of those very important, fundamental Rambans that uh, uh, it's very important to know in life. So the Pasuk starts... Kedeshim to you, you should be holy. Ki because I, Hashem, am holy. So you have to like emulate me in my Kedusha. Rashi says, and uh, he brings from the Teres Kahanim, Kedeshim to you, Purushim to you. What is the Lashem? What does it mean to be holy? How do you define holiness? What does that mean? I should, uh, what do I have to do to be holy? Wear a halo on my head. How does that work? What, what is the definition of Kedusha? So Rashi brings the Teres Kaihanim that when the Teres says Kedushim to you, Kedusha means precious. Kedusha means that we have to separate from things that we're not supposed to be doing. That's what Kedusha is. How do you define Kedusha? It's not like uh, you know, wearing a strimal and, uh, you know, and, and a gartel. That's not Kedusha. Kedusha means that when I separate, when I don't do something, if I, if I don't watch a movie when I want to watch a movie, that's Kedusha. If I don't want to um, eat something that, I'm not, that I, I'm not allowed to eat, that's Kedusha. When I have a taiva to do something and I, I stop myself, I'm pirish from something, I give up Ayelam Haza for the Rabbani Shalom, those are, that's how we define Kedusha. That's a holy person. ani. Same way that I am holy, says Hashem, I expect you to be holy. The same way that I am separate from everything, um, I transcend everything, I, I am not involved with everything. That's what I expect of you. The Ramban says, Rashi is learning that Prusha means precious, Kedusha means precious minarayas. That's the way that Rashi understands it. Rashi says that, like I just said before, you, you want to do a mice of arayas, you want to involve yourself in, uh, in, in things that are immoral and, uh, and decadent and, uh, and inappropriate for, for a Yid to be involved with. If you are perish from that, that's Kedusha. The Ramban says, no, 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 that's too, that's too simple because a lot of people could do that. A lot of people do do that. But it's a more broad-based precious that I feel the Torah is expecting of us, says the Ramban. It's Lav Dafka Minarayas. What is it? The famous line of the Ramban that it's very possible for a from a yid to be a novel bishasatera, to be novel means to be um, to be like a like a disgusting low life, but it's in the bishasatera. What does that mean? How do you do that? How do you be a? How are you a novel bishasatera? So the Ramban says, 
there are a lot of Yisurim in the Torah. We're all aware of, uh, of many, many Yisurim in the Torah. I'm not allowed to eat Shkatsim or Amasim. I'm not allowed to have shrimp. I'm not allowed to have ham. I'm not gonna, not allowed to have a you know a, a cheeseburger. I'm not allowed to be involved with arayas. I'm not allowed to have a, you know do stuff with uh, with nashim. I'm not. Allowed, we know that. That's pasha. Those are isurim. And the Rashi says, you know, that's the type of precious that I think the Raman says no. There's another type of precious that's a lot broader than that. It's a lot more subtle. And you don't even see that it's really wrong. It just looks like, you know, you're just like a very materialistic, hedonistic type of guy, but it's all with the hatcher. What's an example of this? An example of this is you're doing things that are, they have a hatcher on them. They're fine. There's nothing, technically, you're going to ask me, well, what am I doing wrong? I'm not doing anything wrong. It's, uh, there, there's, you know, you're, okay, I'll give you an example of something that you're doing wrong. You're, uh, you know, you go to a restaurant and you're spending, uh, you know, obscene amounts of money on buying, uh, you know, uh, I don't know, $1,000 pieces of meat. I remember in the five towns there was a restaurant. They had a, they had a, um, a sometimes, uh, somehow, some, some type of deli sandwich, you know what I'm talking about? Um, it's like, uh, I, don't, I don't remember, I don't want to say the restaurant's name, but it was like, do you remember how much it cost? thousand dollar deli sandwich they did something with gold on it i remember there was like some gold sprinkling mushroom like fancy a thousand dollars thousand dollars you know with a with a you know a hundred dollar glass for schnapps and uh you know and and i don't know whatever that's is there anything the 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 on that restaurant is impeccable there's nothing wrong with it so what's wrong with it is there anything wrong i'm not saying I'm i'm not i'm just Sometimes you can do something with a hechsher, and you're going to ask me, what's wrong with Rabbi, what am I doing wrong? You're a novel vicious hatayra. You're burning $1,000. You give that money to, to tzedakah. You give the money to an ani down the block. They could you know, feed their family for a, for a month on that, and you're spending it on a pastrami sandwich. Is there something wrong technically? Is there something in Shulchan Aruch that would say that what I'm doing is wrong? It's not McDonald's. It's not Burger King. It's not, a, it's not Chazer Treif. It's just there's certain things that we do that are grossly inappropriate, but you're Bishas HaTayra. That too, says the Ramban, is Kedashim to you. The mitzvah of Kedashim to you is not just things that are Aser. That, of course, you have to be Pirish from. But we also have to figure out ways to be Pirish from things that are technically Mutter, but there's a lot of latitude in the Torah that you're not going to, you could mamish like swim between the Simonim of Shulchan Aruch and there is, you're not going to get caught because you're fine. But there's something very, very wrong about it. And, and it's hard to define because who's going to be the, the judge, who's going to be the arbiter of, of what is a Novobishatayr, what's mutter. I mean, I, let's say I go to, tonight to a restaurant and it's instead of a, a $1,000 sandwich, it's a, it's a $50 sandwich. Is that a Novobishatayr? No. Like, but we know it. It's like something that when you see it, you know that there's something not tyrodic about it. There's something wrong about it. I don't know exactly how to define it, but... There's something wrong. You're, you're, you're swimming in the seas of halacha, but there's something very, very wrong with it. I'm trying to think about, anyone have any other good examples while I'm thinking of being a Nava Bishazatara that's halachically fine, but there's something that, eh. Money for Esrig? What? Money for expensive Esrig? Esrig? 
I mean, maybe, but it's not just about spending money. It's about like just sitting around eating, sitting around munching Oreos all day. Is, I mean, that's, <laughs> and that's what is more. What Neville means degraded, right? You're just sitting around eating Oreos the entire day. Oreos are kosher. They're not even. They're not even dairy. If you had, a, if, you had if you had that thousand dollar Chinese sandwich beforehand, they just sitting there eating. Okay, I, you know, I, 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 I mean, you know, there's a lot, there's a lot, there's a lot of things that, uh, that people do. I'm trying to think, there's something like I'm thinking of, but I can't, it's not coming up to me right now, but, you know, we, we do things, you know, it might be ways that we dress, it might be, I'll, I'll tell you a good idea, a good example of Nova Shazatayra, um, Sometimes, you know, you go to a chasna, and the chasna, you know, it's a hard thing to draw the line, but you make like, I, I've been to a million dollar chasnas in my life. There was like a, a band, they literally, it wasn't a band, there was like literally an orchestra, there was probably a um, hundred different, you know, string quartets and guitars and bongos and whatever you want, and then they had Mardukhev and David, Avram Fried, Shweki, every like they were all up there. And then there was like wine flowing and, and there was uh, steaks and there was sushi, but like by the ton. And like I walked out, like I, this is like depressing me. Like I had to leave. Like I was like, it wasn't like, wow, I can't believe that I'm here. It's disgusting. You're spending a million dollars on a chasna. You know, one thing that was nice about COVID was that people at least got to see that you don't have to spend more than $1,000 to make a wedding. You can get married in the back of Lander, you know, get two Adam, get a Masada Kedusha, and get like a one-man band, and, uh, you know, get a you know, plate of sushi or something, and call it a night. And they're just as married as this million-dollar chasna. Is there something wrong with it? Tell me, there, tell me what's wrong. Allahically, you had, you had mashkichim running around the place, you had, the music was technically, you know, Jewish music. You had, there's nothing wrong with it. There's nothing wrong with it. But it's a novel vicious I'll tell you, you're doing something that was, it, it's disgusting. Like, what are you doing? Are you a yid? Like, why do you need to do this? And I'm not judging anybody, but I'm just giving an example of potential parameters for novel vicious satire. And there's many, many more, um, you know, Whatever, without getting into all of the all the things, and I'm not the fromest guy in the world. I'm not like somebody that's a Pirish Lagamri. I like I, I like nice things also, but like there's a point that it's like beyond the pale, and uh, and you know, and it's it's you're you're it, technically you, you got me. I, I I can't find anything wrong with it halachically. But the Ramban says that there's another like volume of Shulchan Aruch, and that is something that isn't in the other Shulchan Aruchs. And that's called the Nava Bishra You have to be very careful that you're getting the spirit of the law, not just the letter of the law. Don't get so hung up on the letter of the law. But ask yourself, is this something that the Rabbani Shalom is getting nachas from? Is it something that we're supposed to be doing? Or do you feel like it, guilty about doing it, even though technically it's fine? So he says like this. Kloimar, yimona milavral isurei taira. You have to be careful not to violate the Yisra But yet, you could be very from when it comes to that, but yet you could be drowning in taiva of things that the never never answered. Yarba you could be like eating like crazy, fressing meat, meat, meat. 
like a low life, there's no Isra I could sit and have a thousand dollar bottles of schnapps. I could have uh, all the wine in the world, all the meat platters in the world. I could just sit, like you said, about your Oreos. I could do that with, you know, pounding the meat, pounding the sushi, pound all day. There's nothing wrong with it. But you're about taiva. This is not what a yid is supposed to be. Plain and simple. And that is Kedoshim. Do you want to be holy? Start there, says the Ramban. Start on the things that are not Mephorish in the Torah. Of course you have to keep the things that are Mephorish in the Torah, the Arayas and the, and the, the Shkatsimur and Muslim and all those Yisurim that are Mephorish in the Torah. That's Pasha you have to be Parish from. But it's beyond what Rashi says. It's beyond just the, the, the Isser of, uh, of being involved with Arayas which is not easy in and of itself, but you have to go beyond that and you have to look for the things that are like those, the invisible halachas that you don't find in Shulchan Aruch, but yet when you do it too much, it's like really, really uh, inappropriate. I'm thinking of Pesach programs. I don't want to go into that, but like, you know, I've been to Pesach programs and like, I don't, I went there once and I really don't, I hope I don't have to ever go back again. When I was uh, when I was a bacher, my my father, my parents took us. Uh, I was engaged then. My my wife came uh, with us, and uh, it was just the last days of Pesach. We went away to a hotel, and it wasn't even one of the fancy fancy hotels, but it was just it was just complete gluttony. And anyone that's been to hotels, you know, you could talk to us about it because this was many this was over twenty five years ago. But you know, it was just non-stop eating and you go from from the meal to the tea room from the tea room to a barbecue from the barbecue to night to a night seder barbecue and then and then it starts all over again and i don't know how people do it but that's and i'm not judging anyone again i'm not this is but just the the notion that this is what a yid does is something wrong with it like i i i heard an interview with a very big uh, Kashras guy, and he happened to have been a classmate of mine in, in high school, and he made it very big. He's like one of the leading Kashras guys in the world today. And so I'm very proud of him. And he, he was like giving an interview about Kashras, and he said that, you know, he has to like, his, his Kashras organization before a Pesach program that he's running, they have to like give like this sensitivity training to the Gaiusha waiters and busboys and whatever, the whole staff, and they have to prepare them for what's about to happen. Because he says, uh, it's basically three Thanksgiving meals a day. You know, Gayim, the whole year, they're obsessed with Thanksgiving. Uh, what, my, what's, what's that meal going to do to my diet? I mean, if I have the turkey with the stuffing and the cranberry sauce on the side, like, oh, yeah, I'm going to be off. They don't understand. Like, you didn't do this every day. On a bad day, we do that for lunch. You know what I mean? On like on, on a Shvacha day, that's what we have. That Shabbos. If a guy would see, you know, Cholent and Kishkan and, and Pastrami and Bologna and then soup and, you know, that doesn't end. Okay. But that's what Klai Yisrael does. We're not going to, but they, he said, I have to prepare them for th- at a minimum of three Thanksgiving meals a day for eight, nine days in a row. It's, it's not normal. So imagine if you were a Gaiish waiter looking at this. You're saying like, what is, what, who are these people? Where did they come? I don't know anyone like this. I don't know anyone like this. Who does this? 
by breakfast, people are screaming for the omelet stations to go on. We have a, a bacher in yeshiva who is like one of the mashkiach from there. And like, I don't know, they, they, he was like, like making such a chalash and this guy is screaming at the geisha waiter because it was at 10 o'clock. They shut, the mashkichim are tell the guyim to shut off all the omelet stations because they have to clean up and get ready for the next meal. Guy came 10.05 or something, whatever, a from guy. And he starts screaming, I'm, you know, the boss here. I need an omelet, right? And like, like, you know, take it easy. Like, you're going to have Kiddush in three seconds. Like, it's okay. It's okay. You don't have to, like, go crazy over it. Make a, you know, make a federal case over the omelet station. But we go from omelet station to Kiddush, and from Kiddush to, to, to lunch, and from lunch to Musaf lunch, and then, a, you know, late lunch, and, a, and an early, you know, and again, like, is there something wrong with it? No. It's Yantif, it's Shabbos, it's, it's Kasher, it's we, we wash, we're benching, it's Simcha. But come on, I mean, like, think about it from our grandparents' perspective. Our grandparents in Shemayim would be looking down at this, like they'd be saying, what, who are these people? Laman Hashem, what, what happened to Klal Yisrael here? We used to be simple Pashra Yidin that were Meiser Nefesh for a mitzvah or two, and like now, you know, we became this, like, uh, unrecognizable almost in our gluttony, in our hedonism, in our, what, what are we doing? Stop you know, sometimes we have to stop a little bit and, like, step back and say, whoa, what have we become? And that's, I think, maybe what the Ramban is talking about when he speaks about Nolabishas I'm not saying that if anyone goes to a Pesach program, it's a horrible thing. I'm sure it's very possible to be, you know, very parish at a Pesach. You could just eat like, like a mensch and not go crazy. But, you know, when you're spending $1,000 a day per person... You sort of want to get your money's worth and you want to hop around. I get it. I, I really do get it. But, you know, but it's, uh, it's, uh, it, it's, there's something wrong about it. Now, what is wrong? It's, it falls under the category of Nalbush Zataira. Falls under the category. No, I, don't think, I don't think that's really arguable. If you look in the words of the Ramban, he's saying about, about Yarba Bezlila Spasar Bashtia Siyan Kacharareikim, period. And now the Torah is saying, after it told us already all the specific Isurim about Arias and about Trephus and about, now it's giving a broad-based, like a banner headline here, that Kedoshim to you, which means is Prushim and Amaisris. You have to separate yourself from the luxuries of life. So what that means is we have to like sort of make an internal checklist and ask ourselves everything what we're doing, you know, is it a little bit too much? Am I pushing the envelope a little too far? Ledugma. For example, How are you Makadish yourself? Okay, I have a whole... You know, I, I have a whole bottle of wine. I'm not going to have a whole bottle of wine. Can I take a little sip? Can I take a little glass? And that's it. I don't have to finish a whole bottle of wine. I don't have to finish a whole, you know, 21-year-old Glenlivet. I don't have to do that. I can enjoy it, a little bit, some chashabas, yantav, and put it back in your closet. You don't have to overdo it. And again, is it, we don't know where to draw the line, but internally we should be able to figure out that I'm going to take a little, enjoy it in a good measure, and then put it away. Why is a Nazir called in the Torah a Kaddish? Because he has correctly separated himself from wine. He is, he's pushed wine away. 
If you have this taiva to drink a lot, then remember what happened to Nayach and Light. What happens with addictions? Addictions are never good. It never ends well with addictions. You have to stay away from all forms of Toma. We have to try to curb our tongues, not to speak Lashon Hara, not to eat things that are, uh, that are too much, not to speak it with Nivel Pat. Also, Nivel Pat, Nivel Pat is really a, a real strong Isser, but, you know, it's very possible for a person to be a from a Yid and, uh, you know, and, 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 and use salty language, let's say. So, but if you're perish from that, so then you're a Kaddish. The more you're able to abstain from things that are taivadika things that are not written before the Torah could have said them before, it didn't. But it was hoping, I guess, that we would learn, we would be smart enough to figure things out on our own. The Torah doesn't have to say every little thing in life. It's not possible. But the Torah made us holy people, and it expected us to use our own, you know, judgment, better judgment of what's right and what's wrong. And when we go too far, then we should have like an internal alarm that goes off. It's okay, we got to stop. It's enough. It's enough. It's not right. This is not what I want to do. The royal is Kaddish Bazeh Adeshayagia Leprishos. And the more you're perish, the more kedusha you will discover. What happens? What is, what's the end game over here? If let's say I stick to this diet of the Ramban, of kedusha, of precious, from, from those maestros in life, those luxuries, what comes to me? What can I expect? So you have to look at the rest of the Pasuk. The rest of the Pasuk says, If I want to be close to Rabbi Nishlaylam, this is what I have to do. There's a, a famous line of, uh, of the, uh, of, of the Chavis Havavis. The Chavis Havavis says that the same way that fire and water, it's impossible to mix. If I would take a cup of water and light a match and drop it, and it would go out. Right? Water and fire cannot coexist. So too, you can't have a love of this world and a love of the next world, or a love of this world and a love of the Rabbi just You can't do it. It just doesn't, they, don't, they clash. So the second that I'm able to start curbing my taivas for this world, and just pull them. That doesn't mean we're not eating. And not, we're not eating well. We're eating well. Baruch Hashem. You know, we have a good, health, a good healthy lunch. We have a good supper. We're enjoying life, but we're not overdoing it. We're not acting like Bahamas. We're not eating like animalistically. And we're not doing, going on vacations and doing like the craziest stuff in the world. And, and, and use your imagination. It's possible to do a lot of things technically, but... There's just something like, uh, you know, it's, it's not good. If you're, and the, the payoff is great. If we're able to be perished from these things, 
then we'll be able to really get close to Rabbi Nisham. If you see, it's not a, it's not a coincidence that all the people that, that we see, the G'dayle Yisrael, that are so close to Rabbi Nisham, that are mamish like they have Ruach HaKadosh, and we see all these stories about Rabbi Chaim Kanievsky, and Rabbi Steinemann, and Rabbi Yashiv, and the list goes on and on. All the G'dayle Yisrael, these were all people that lived the simplest lives imaginable. Simple. That was that. Is that because they weren't making a lot of money? No, no, no. It doesn't matter how much money they had. They wanted. They they chose a very, very austere, simple, as basic a life as a human being can have. Steinemann lived in an apartment. I was in that apartment. Maybe you were also. There was it didn't have a paint job in literally eighty years. It was the 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 paint was chipping off the walls. And the furniture was all broken, and he sat on a on a with a stool on his on against his back, and on a on a little skimpy bed. That's where he sat. That's where he learned. That's where he ate. That's where everything took place. A kitchen from you know before the state of Israel was founded, like a little pathetic kitchen, the size of like this old desk is like probably double the size of his of his sink and his counter and his uh, whatever. And and he had ruach Is that a coincidence? No, because that's. Kedoshim to you, how do you want to, how do you, Kikadosh uh, like you want to be like me? You want to have a relationship with me? You have to be Pirish. You have to, you have to try to like limit your intake. Limit your intake of food, of music, of enjoyment, of pleasures. That's not to say that we have to have a hermit life existence. Baruch Hashem, you know, even, even a basic Jew still has Baruch Hashem Yantif food and Shabbos food and, you know, enjoying his life and we have music and we have dancing and we have singing and we have Shabbos and we have Tfilas and we have Kumzitz. We have a wonderful life. But how much need we constantly spend towards these, uh, these, these frivolities and towards these extras and these luxuries that... I'm telling you, people that are billionaires don't live half, the, half as well as some people that are, are just making ends meet by Klai Yisrael. And it's a, it's a sickness, I think, and, and it's a very important thing to work on, and I think it's a great thing to work on now at your stage of life because a lot of it is based on, uh, on who you marry. And if you marry a girl that's simple and sweet and fine and refined, but she doesn't need all this stuff, she doesn't want to, you know... Get constantly, you know, more dresses and more clothing and more shaitals and more, you know, and more restaurants. And then, you know, if you can find such a girl, and I'm sure they exist, you know, if you can find such a girl, you'll have a, a good, healthy, happy life. And if you if you find a girl that's very, you know, she might be a beautiful girl, but she's into all the stuff and she needs and she wants and she, you know, then it's you're going to be swept into this, into this, uh, you know, into this terrible. A tornado of Gashmius, of, of Maisris, of things you don't need, you don't want. And so it's a very good thing that you came tonight because this is the Said HaYisait, this is the Parashas Kedashim, is to be Kaddish, to be a Parush. And the payoff is you'll get close to the Rabbanisham. The other people that, you know, they might be very friendly, they might be big Bali and they might be really nice guys, but it's very hard to live on a certain high lifestyle of like a jet set lifestyle, going to Bermuda and going to this and, and going to this fan and buying a thousand dollar, you know, pastrami sandwiches and like, and he's, he's at Tzadik Adar. It's hard to, it's hard to see how that would happen. It's possible, I guess, but I, I've never, never yet seen it on a, on a, on a real level. Never seen it on a real level.
Besefer Evan Shlem. Let's just see what the Vilna Gaon says on this. Kasev Hashem Hagroz Atzal. Lo yitachin avedes Hashem ela laacher shehemis hatayvus vhagayes tahalma. You can't be and have real avedes Hashem only when you kill. He uses a very strong lashon. You have to destroy and you have to completely decimate the inner tayvus that you have. The geus, that means the pride, the arrogance, the haughtiness, the alma. This is what the Torah means when it says about the Dayanim we should appoint, people that have a hatred for money, have a hatred for luxuries. They don't just, you know, uh, I'm indifferent. It's not indifference. You have to, like, not want it. I think the stipler once, I think it was the stipler, he said, I need, I need to do atavas chalayim. I need to have, like, three people come and be mate of my dream that I had. And, uh, you know, part of that, you have to tell what the dream was. So they said, what was it? It was like somebody died. Did somebody get very sick? He says, no, 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 it was worse than that. So what was it? He says, I dreamt, listen to this. I dreamt that I became a gavir. I dreamt that I suddenly became very wealthy. I need a tavaz chalayim. To the stipe, that, that's a, that's that's sine botza. He didn't just say, well, you know, maybe it wouldn't be so bad, but I'm not. You have to have like an act. You have to be um, anti, anti luxury, anti not not money. It's, you can have it. You should get a good job and make good money and and put it away and give it to tzedakah. We're not talking about living like mamish, like destitute. That's not we're we're not talking about that. The Ramban isn't talking about that. It's nice to make a, a nice salary and live nicely, you buy a nice house, and you drive a nice car. That's all good, but there's a point that you know if you become like like completely enamored by that lifestyle and you need that lifestyle and you become addicted and I need more and I need better, I need big, the car is not big enough, the, the, the house is not fancy enough and, the, you know, and, and my food intake is not, uh, is not what the people in my shul are, are then you, you got a big problem on so many levels. He says, You cannot attain the true sweetness of Taira you have to sort of cause yourself a little bit of uh, of of sigufim means like a, like ascetic. Like you have to be a little bit pirish from this world. You have to distance yourself from taivas, and then you could taste the mesikasatayra. You can't have mesikasatayra and like also live. You know, in a. I don't. Again, I don't mean to say that you can't live in a nice house. You should. You can. But. It's talking about people that are that are completely obsessed by that lifestyle. They need it and they need more and they're like surrounding themselves and they're finding more and more things to do and cooler escapes and you know they go with their friends to you know to Vegas and they're doing this and that and that's not somebody that is going to have Masika Satira. That's not somebody that's going to be an Ivid Hashem. So in life we have to try to find that balance. That's we're speaking about this in Amuna because it really all revolves around Amuna. Because what is Amuna? Amuna is having a relationship with the Rabbi Nishlam. If I want a relationship with the Rabbi Nishlam, I have to make sure to do to act like the Rabbi Nishlam. We have to be in the same chevra, as it were. And the chevra of the Rabbi Nishlam is precious. I don't want you going and doing crazy stuff. I don't want you eating like like a meshugana. I don't want you drinking wine like a, you know like a drunk. I want you to be a, a noble, regal, fine person that's, that's 
that that's a yid and proud of it, and, and, and that when somebody sees you, they say, wow, that's a yid. Not that you're doing things that are embarrassing, you know, to the waiters that are looking at you, they're like, what? Like, they're doing what now? And we could talk about this a whole night. This is a major, major, you know, discussion. And, uh, but th- and this is just the Aleph base. But going into Parashat Gedeshim, this is something that we should uh, very much think about. And really, bring it into the heart. Because it's very, very, if you got nothing from me this entire year, from this, vad, uh, from the, this series of Vadin, this is something that is so nageya for the rest of your life that it was Kedai just for tonight. That because when you start dating, it might be now, it might be in a year from now, it might be two years, whenever it is, remember this Ramban. And remember this Vilna and remember what I told you. That, you know, it might be a simpler girl and she might not be as fancy and she might not be from the right, the community that your friends are dating from and it might not be, but you find a good, solid, fine, from girl and she has your values and she is a pirish a little bit and she's happier putting money away than spending it right away and she doesn't need a hundred dresses every day. That is, and then the two of you are like, are off to a great start and you'll be the happiest people in the world. And the other way has been tried so many times and it never works. It's just misery and misery feeding uh, an endless pit because once you start on that track, you'll never get out of it. Addiction doesn't just go away because you get in the mood for it because you wish it away. We see what happens to addicts, whether it's alcohol, whether it's drugs, whether it's spending, whether it's uh, uh, anything. You 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 just get deeper into the hole. And so it's much better to find somebody that's simple and wants to live a simple lifestyle, wants to live a nice life, but on the simpler side. And that's the secret, Emit Hashem, to happiness in life.